Let's uh, bow for a moment in prayer. Lord, as we are bowing before thee in this morning, we pray that you would open our hearts to understand um, how we work and how our minds work and how you've designed us. And help us, Lord, to see ourselves as you see us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So... So how many, so who has rats? You, you had some rats here? And you have a cat, that catches them. Okay. Traps, has anybody set out a trap? Oh, a lot of people, my goodness. And do you catch lots of rats? You caught one? How many, do you think there are more than one? No, there was just one rat in her garage. What else? How many people have had trouble catching rats? Yeah? And they eat the peanut butter? Shh. They don't trigger the trap all the time. The peanut butter is gone, but the rat trap is still set. Have you? Had, how many people have had that? Yeah? Okay. Do you understand what kind of a rat it is that does that? A smart rat. And usually, do your smart rats look like this? No. You know what smart rats look like? Smart rats are big because they're smart. Smart rats are usually missing a limb because they've had to chew it off to escape the trap. Okay. There are all sorts of smart rats, but you can still catch them. Do you know how a professional rat catcher catches a smart rat? He takes a trap, and he puts peanut butter and bacon on this trap. But he doesn't set the trap. He has this benign trap, a trap that has no spring to it, and he sets it out there. And usually, the first night, it's not touched. Second night, oh, the bacon's gone. Third night, peanut butter gone. So he puts more peanut butter and more bacon on it. Fourth night, peanut butter and bacon are gone. He moves the trap around a little bit. He doesn't set it. Fifth night, peanut butter and, baker's gone, and bacon are gone. Sixth night, seventh night, after a week of free peanut butter and bacon, he sets the trap. So what do you think happens? Snap. What, what has just happened to that rat? What changed in that, that rat's mind? He was a smart rat. How did he get caught? He got comfortable. Okay. <clears throat> Here's what they call in psychology, they were desensitizing the rat. Desensitizing. I have a few minute video, maybe three, four, five minute video. I want you to watch, and hopefully you're not too squeamish. Uh, this is an actual desensitization of a lady who is deathly afraid of snakes. She couldn't even, she'd never seen a snake before in person. She couldn't even look at one on TV. 
she couldn't, her worst fear is that, you know, the, the psychologist, when he, at the beginning, I, I'm not going to show you the whole thing. At the beginning, though, the psychologist says to her, what's your worst fear? She goes, well, you know, that the snake will be loose in the room that I'm in, and I won't be able to escape, and I'm going to have a heart attack, I'm going to die. You know, that was her worst fear. Here it is. Then I congratulate uh, First does that for two minutes. What is Mariam thinking? It was horrible. I thought I was going to leave the room. And uh, it was, you know, stronger than me. And what was first thinking about her reaction? But he knows that initial anxiety is not the best predictor of success. It's motivation to succeed. She lets him turn around after three minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a nice thing. What can I 
touches out. Progress is very uneven throughout the afternoon, but it provides an opportunity to challenge a catastrophic belief. think of that lady? Huh? What? She's foreign? Yeah? Definitely so. Do you think, uh, what do you think? Do, do you think that desensitization treatment works? Yeah? Do you think it always works? Maybe? Okay. So let's look at a study here, because it's important to understand the mechanism, because the truth is that desensitization works. It always works. It always works. Now, does that mean that people, um, you know, everybody in the world is not going to be afraid of snakes? No, that's something different, because some people don't want to expose themselves. They don't want to get to know about snakes, right, or rats. Um, they don't want to get to know about how traps are, are, are friendly and kind, but he, you have to look at the steps that he took here because we're going to see how this works in our lives. So, um, Dr. Oth, he helped to reduce, how did he help to reduce her anxiety? He was patient. Oh, did you hear what he said? He said he's being patient. Dr. Oth, he said, I know it's going to work. Okay, I know it's going to work, so I don't have to be impatient. I just have to take my time. I know this will work. So he was patient. What else? How, were, how else did he reduce her anxiety? How else? Oh, sorry. He made her feel comfortable. How do you make her feel comfortable? He was just holding this thing. Now, did he bring out a king cobra? No. Should you be comfortable with the king cobra? No. Okay. And what was her fear? Her fear of the bad outcome. What was her outcome? She named it. What, what was she afraid of? Dying? Okay. Did the snake kill her? Nope. What, do you, what else did he do? He gave some new information. What kind of new information did he communicate to her? What? What kind of new information did he communicate to her? Yes. 
Okay, one more time. Not all snakes. Okay, not all snakes are going to do what she thinks she might that she thinks they might do. Excellent. And supplying positive reinforcement. What was that? What did you do? Oh, because she had this fear that she would die. And so after she touched it, did you die? No. Okay. Um, what else? Just by him holding it right there, right? He's holding it like there's nothing going on. So positive reinforcement and that modeling. That modeling is very important. So why do we care about desensitization? Why do you think? Why? Why should you? Why are you here to listen about desensitization? Are you afraid of snakes? Okay, but you didn't come here to be desensitized to snakes, did you? Okay. So why do we care? Why do I care? Why do I care about desensitization? Okay. Anybody got a pen I can draw a little mustache? Okay. You know, because, you know, desensitization works just one way. Okay. Now, let's talk about this real quick. Um, is all desensitization bad? Or is it good? What do you think? Is this desensitization good or bad? It's both. So give me an example of good. To blood. Why is desensitization to blood good? Then you're not scared of blood. So who would benefit from being desensitized to blood? Doctors, nurses. That's a very good thing for desensitization, right? And do you know what they do when you're studying to become a doctor or a nurse? How do they desensitize you? You watch what? You watch them draw blood. You watch surgeries. You watch, you, you watch this over and over, and you know what happens? You dissect a human body, okay? And you become desensi desensitized, okay? So I go, go over here. Those stairs are dangerous over there. Okay, so, um, but what about the bad things? Are there any things? Are there bad things about descent? Yeah. You get too comfortable with things. So, yeah, like, like what he said, if you get the sin, you get too comfortable around things and then something could go wrong. Okay, so if you're too comfortable around sin, sin's a very big subject. So give me a specific thing that it might be dangerous to be desensitized to. Drugs, smoking. Lying. Oh, that's a good one. You don't think about being desensitized to something like lying, but this is all true. Okay? Now, you see this handsome young man here? You know, every time, let's just talk about the bad things, okay? The things that Satan, that God hates. We don't want to talk about all the things that are benign, but the things that God hates, we're going to talk about what they are a little bit. But every time I allow myself to be desensitized, just even a little bit. Because this lady, she went through this whole court. It took her three hours 
Okay? Three hours to go from you saw how she was cringing in the corner, okay, to having a snake around her neck. Now, this, uh, Dr. Ose is a pioneer because this desensitization has been around since the 1800s, this philosophy and psychology. And usually they take weeks or months of this type of work to desensitize people to something like that. But he can do it in three hours. Okay? But going back to just talking about the bad things in life, every time I allow myself, either consciously or unconsciously, to be a little bit desensitized to evil, what happens to me? What happens? Is it reversible? It's not. It's like taking a little black marking pen, a little black mark, and marking it on my soul. And does that mean I'm going to hell? No. But desensitization, it's just a slow, gradual process. And you know what? Throughout my life, from your age, before your age, all the way through, I have so many black marks and memories and things that I'm not sensitive to. Did you see the video? Did you notice anything in the video that might some people be sensitive to? What? Did you notice anything? What if I give you a hint? Did you notice anything about the way she was dressed? Did you notice that? Nobody? How was she dressed? Huh? A blouse and pants? Huh? Boring? Okay. Do you know, did you notice? Okay, you're older guys now. Did you notice how low cut her blouse was? No? You've been desensitized. Somebody did. Okay? Somebody did. You know, I didn't notice it until like the third time I saw this video. It's like, you know what? Huh? Excellent. I'm glad. Okay? But the truth of the matter is that I've been desensitized because so many people are just so nonchalant about it. And I would say most of you, oh, that's not a problem. But I'll tell you what, for guys, not all guys, some guys, that's a problem. And if you think, oh, this is just Joe talking because Joe is, uh, he's overly sensitive. You know, there's a, a place on the web called the Modesty Survey. And if you haven't gone there, it's I think 10,000 Christian men have answered questions that women want to know. Like, you know, if I wear a shirt, a skirt that's at the knee, is that, um, does that cause Christian men, these are Christian men, does that cause Christian men to stumble? If I wear my blouse too low, if I show any cleavage, you know, what, how does that affect me? And then you can read the polls, and you can see what 10,000 Christian men, not your mother, not your father, what other people, you can see what they think. And you know what they think? They probably think about what I think, it seems. I fall right smack down in the middle of that. So uh, as far as being desensitized, I've been desensitized. You are being desensitized to these problems. Now, okay, this is just me, right? I can handle me. But what happens in a few years? Ah. Ah. You know, the black marks that are on me, they spill over because of how I raise my children. And I don't see certain things, and I don't 
shelter them from certain things that maybe I should because it doesn't even occur to me. So desensitization is a very important thing because not only does it affect you individually, but it affects the people around you. Okay, what was the first recorded desensitization in history? Adam and Eve. How so? Tell me. Yeah? Okay, let's, you got your Bibles? Open to Genesis 3, 1 through 6. I need uh, one or two people to read that for me. And I, I get the microphone. Where, who's going to read that for me? Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Who's going to read it? The sleeping one? Who's going to read it? Raise your hand so I can come over there. Come on. I need a volunteer. Now the serpent was more subtle than the beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, God hath said, Ye, oh, yea, hath. yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, Ye may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. What verse is that? Oh, he said six. Yes, sir. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to, be, to make one wise, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Okay, excellent. So talk to me now. Where, was, where did that desensitization start? Huh? Hunger? We, do you think so? Where did it start? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Even her willingness to listen to this subtle, this, this animal that was more subtle than any beast in the field. So there's where maybe the beginning. Okay. And then where, where did it go? What? Yeah. Curiosity. She was curious. And so what happened? So what was her fear that was going to happen? We're going to die. God told me we're going to die. So what did Satan say? He said, did God say that you're going to die? She should have said, yeah. Okay. Um, but you know what? Just like Dr. Erse, you know, he, re he reduces her anxiety. He quenches her fear about the bad. What's verse 4 say about that bad outcome? What did he say? You shall not surely die. This snake's not going to, well, it's almost the same thing, right? This snake is not going to attack you. You're not going to have a heart attack. You're not going to die. What? He gave her some new information. What, what was the new information in verse 5? Huh? Yeah, you're going to know some good and evil. I think that's what that verse 5 says, right? You're going to know the difference about good and evil. Like doctor, the doctor with the lady, right? What? You're not going to die. 
There's good information. Snakes are kind and loving, and they're slithery, and they don't kill you, right? So he's going to give her some new information. Instill desire for a good outcome, okay? Well, with the lady in the video, you saw her reaction. This is how she reacted at home. This is how she reacted anytime she saw a snake, right? So she's embarrassed. She wants to have a good outcome. She doesn't want to be behaving like this anymore. With Eve, what was the good outcome? She'll be like God or one of the gods, right? Excellent. Um, and he gave her some positive reinforcement. You're going to be wise. It's good. The food's good to eat. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Okay? So this was the first desensitization that we have recorded. Okay, good uses. We talked about those already, right? Doctors, nurses, paramedics. There's all sorts, and there's probably dozens of other ones, right? Fear of grease. Anybody have a fear of grease or getting dirty? Yeah? But if you're a mechanic, you need to be, not be afraid of that, right? Uh, what are some of the good uses? Um, to what sinful things? We talked about some of these sinful things. Um, okay, now I want to go backward a little bit. Let's talk about these a little bit more. To what sinful things? So smoking, how are you being desensitized to smoking? Are you, is that even on the chart anymore? Did somebody say that? Yeah? Huh? And you see it? And is it desirable to smoke? Yeah, well, this is definitely true because there's these addictive properties of it both chemically and psychologically, right? Ooh, I like this. At first, you feel guilty. Does anybody have, does everybody, have you felt guilty about doing something, you know, a few years back, you used to feel guilty, and now you don't feel guilty anymore? Yeah? Like what? Lying? Somebody said lying? So, at first you feel a little guilty for lying, right? But then do you feel guilty anymore? Not as much? Not as much. Okay. What else? That's desensitization. You start, you know what's bad, you know what's wrong, but after a while, a little bit of time goes by. Just be patient. It's going to work. What other things are sinful that we're, we're um, sensitive or being desensitized to? Homosexuality, oh, that's a big one. What do you know about that? What do you, what do you think about that? How about this age group? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing? What do you think? Um, should homosexuals be able to get married in the United States legally? If you, if you disagree, raise your hand. Okay? Well, that's amazing. Because, you know, in the Barna poll, this is a poll of of Christian researchers, he is, they've done a poll, and they found that from the 18 to 29-year-olds, 
the majority of the 18 to 29-year-olds, if they were voting for homosexual marriage, they put them in, and they'd say, no problem. You know? No problem. So that's been a big shift. Above 29. So how did it happen? Why the 18 to 29-year-olds? What's the difference? It wasn't accepted as much? Yeah, they weren't propagating it so much, right? In the last 10 years, it's been, it's been where, where do you see it? Do you see it in television? Yeah? Do you guys watch television? Yeah? But you see this, right? Why are you watching it if you're seeing stuff like that? Yeah. Right, they, they're giving you some new information. This is genetic. Well, it's not really. Okay. This is, this is good. This is normal. This is nice. And they paint it in a different way, right? And so you kind of feel, wow, something's wrong with me if I don't believe it that way. Excellent. Okay. Let's go on to the next slide here. I want you to see a couple verses here. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. First <laughs> Timothy 4, 1 through 2. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times, latter times, I think now is a latter time, it's later than then, right? Some shall be depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What does that mean? Not being sensitive? Desensitization. If I were to ask you before this class, is desensitization, is that in the scripture? Is that thought in the scripture? What would you have said before you just read this verse? But, I mean, that's almost exactly what we're talking about, right? Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So what, is, what does that mean when it says those words? Conscience seared with a hot iron. What does that mean, seared with a hot iron? Like branded? <clears throat> okay. What happens in the medicine? Do they use hot irons in medicine at all? What, hap what do they use it for? Cauterizing? You know, you know they, they, they're just killing that right there. So your conscience has been seared with a high iron. So be aware that these black marks that are happening on you as desensitization happens. Every time you choose to watch a television program, not just a generic television program, but one that has, that you know the mechanisms, right? You know that it's giving you this new information, may or may not be true, that it's exposing you to these sinful things. It's having little marks. And you know what? How long does it take? Not long? What if it took five years? Is that not a big deal then? Huh? It's the same effect five years. You know what? Satan doesn't care how long it takes. As long as it's within your lifetime, he gets you. He's patient. No problem. Okay, the next one, Ephesians. Uh, I, I, we can read the whole thing, but down to the bottom. Who being past, Ephesians 4, 14, 18, 19. 14b, 18, and 19. Um, 
that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. By who? By the slight of men and cunning craftiness. What does that mean? By the slight of men. What does that mean? Are there sneaky people? Yeah? Okay, there are sneaky people. And by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, wherein they're lying in wait to deceive, you know, go back to those rats, right? They're setting the trap, these men. And there's peanut butter and bacon, or bacon and melted cheese on this trap. And you're saying, oh, that's a trap. I know it's a trap. But you know what? It doesn't look too bad from where I am right now. Sure enough, Andrew comes and takes a little bit of bacon. Oh, nothing happened to Andrew. Wow, and now his friends kind of think it's, I can do it too. Sure enough, there's a whole bunch of people doing it, right? They're all taking that cheese and bacon from that trap. And then what happens? You're having, what happens to your understanding? It's darkened. Is that kind of like desensitization also? Being alienated from the life of God through, ignorance, through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts who being past feeling. That's that same desensitization. You're past feeling. And you've given yourselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Um, in Jeremiah, you know, this is not a new thing. Uh, nay, they were not all ashamed. These guys couldn't even blush at what they were doing, the evil that they were doing. They were desensitized. Desensitized. Okay, why do we care about desensitization? Because there's so much work to do. What, is it, what do I mean when I say there's so much work to do? Okay, this is good. I didn't think of it that way, but that is very true. Um, you know, okay, let me back up. When I was growing up, anybody have a guess as to how much TV I watched? A lot. How many thousand hours do you think I watched TV? Huh? 25,000 hours. I have watched TV in my life for 25,000 hours. Do you know what? I have been damaged by that. But you know, I was flying on the plane here, and they have the little sitcoms. I don't know what it is. It's like The Office. Okay? They have this office, and then they had another one. I don't know what the other one was. But I was watching it, and once again, I used to be an addicted to TV, right? I would watch it all. But as I was watching this, I was thinking, oh my goodness. How can, I really was thinking, how can people watch this? But people like this show. And I remember I used to like my shows. They were great shows. But, and I even had my cousin say to me, you think that's a good show? Oh yeah, it's so good. And there's all sorts of good, good things in there. There's good, they're teaching you this and they're teaching you that. And I was overlooking the bad things. And now I look back and I think, oh, what was I doing? I've been damaged. So because, yes, there's so much work to undo, we've got to care about desensitization. But what else? What else? What kind of work is there to do? 
<clears throat> what kind of work you guys do? Huh? Hardware store? Hard work. You mow the lawn? Lumber? Who mows the lawn here? Great. Is it going to grow again tomorrow? Yeah? It's going to grow and grow and grow. Uh, who, who's built a doghouse? Okay, a couple of you. That's work. You built a doghouse. Excellent. But, you know, is that doghouse going to be around in 20 years? 40 years? 50 years? No, it's temporary. What kind of, what kind of work is important? Huh? What, what does God care about? Maintenance. What is God, does God care about any physical work here on this earth? Well, yeah, in a way he does. But he cares about you. You know? He does. And you. He cares about you. And you. And you. He cares about me. That's the only thing he cares about, really. This is the type of work he cares about. And what do we spend our time doing? We spend our time mowing the lawn. We spend our time building doghouse. We spend our time watching television. Okay? But he cares about souls. God's business is in the business of souls. He cares about the little black marks that are coming on my soul and your soul. And how do we help one another to provoke one another to love and good? There is so much work to do that says the field is ready for harvest, but there's nobody to go out and do the harvesting, right? There's so much work for you to do, for me to do, and we're, we're wasting it here. Are you desensitized? Do we, do we agree that we've all been somewhat desensitized? If you agree, raise your hand. Okay? A little more, well, maybe half of you agree. Are you desensitized? Okay? Traps. Where's my little picture here? Okay. There's the picture. You remember that picture? This is my family. This is me, you see? Okay. So remember, you remember those rats? Okay? Remember the rats and how they became desensitized. And how do we become desensitized? You guys said it before. The media, TV. How many of you don't watch, then you just watch the news? Okay? You know, as you get older, you talk, oh, yeah, I watch TV, I just, but I like the news. I like the stock market. You know, I like what, but you know, this, that's desensitizing us. Some of the books we read, the, in, the time we spend on the internet or music, sometimes we're being in education, right? And see this black pen? This is what we think. Here, every time I watch something I shouldn't watch on TV, there's a little black mark on me, right? So... Oh, there's another black mark because I looked at something I shouldn't have looked at. I'm being desensitized. Oh, there's another black mark right on my nose. You know, how does that make me look? Well, you know, people can't see it. It's, it's on the outside. It's not on the inside. Oh, 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 it kind of spilt onto my son. But it's not too bad. You know why it's not too bad? Because I know that with this pen... I can come over here, put it down, put it, put it up. There we go. 
We're still okay. Ta-da. I can lick my finger. Oh, it didn't work. Hold on. No, I know I can get this off. Well, okay, I know I can get it off, right? And you know what? I can get it off. You, do you believe me I can get that off that glass? Okay, I agree. You agree. But look at this. You know what? The problem with desensitization is that it's not a pen. You know what this is? No, what is this? It's a glass cutter. Listen. Okay? These, these are the marks. These are the marks. And you know what? It's, it, that's not coming out. It's crossing my family. That's the problem. When we fall into those traps, you know, you can't make a man good by law. You can't make a man good by law. A man, God's got to work in your hearts, each and every one. And by doing your good deeds, or, or you know, if you think to yourself, oh, I'm not going to watch TV, I'm a good person. No, no, that doesn't work that way. But remember that Satan's trying to desensitize you to get with, I can tell you, just from my experience, right? From where I've been in television, watching television, to where I am now 25 years later, Pretty much, you can't justify watching it. I would say that. You just can't justify it. Because you are being desensitized. You're going to, you, you're th you think differently than you should if you were a God-centered worldview, thinking how God would think. You're looking at these things in your books, and you're hearing it in school. Not that you shouldn't go to school, but you're there. Be aware of the traps there. Or if you have evil companions and you're there, it's affecting your life more than you know. And so every time, be aware of those traps. And every time you see it, at least acknowledge that it's there. Because if you can acknowledge that it's there, and that it's putting marks, permanent marks on your life, then you can say, Lord, I need some help. I need you to help me. Because I don't, I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to hurt my family. Because it's going to hurt yourself. It's going to hurt your family. It affects how you live your life. It affects how we interact with one another. Okay. First thing you have to do is recognize that we're vulnerable to desensitization. It happens. Right? It's going to happen. Second thing, we got to be sensitive to the things of God. Third thing, you got to avoid those traps. You got to avoid, like, remember the rats. You got to avoid the traps. They look so good. You think they're benign, but the truth of the matter is, over time, you don't know where they're going to go. Okay, the Nathans in your life. I didn't. When I say listen to the Nathans of your life, what does that mean to you? Who is Nathan? Huh? Nathan the prophet? David? Okay. 
he's sinning, okay? So David had a good friend, and it happened to be a prophet of God named Nathan. And David was living in sin. And he was kind of desensitized. He kind of went up in the roof. He saw something he shouldn't have. He maybe went up there once or twice. Who knows? He kept on going with it, right? He was desensitized, and he ends up killing a man because of it. And Nathan comes to him and says, look, you're wrong. You have to understand. And he tells him in a way that, you know, he understands it, right? Listen to the Nathans in your life because you're going to have friends and you're going to have parents who love you. You're going to have different people that God is sending to you specifically and they're going to come up to you and say, you know what? This is going on in your life. Like I'm telling you right now, you're being desensitized to whatever it is. And you... And if you don't like what they're saying, a lot of times, a lot of times, it's because it's a sign. It's probably a sign. It's probably a sign that you are desensitized and that you should really be considering how you're walking. Okay? It's important for you. It's important for your family. Either the family you're in now or the family you will have. Thank you very much. You're out a little bit late or early for lunch.